Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Time to rewind. It's the Chris and Amy Rewind Recap. You got to listen on the Odyssey app. A-U-D-A-C-Y. You can listen live. Sounds crystal clear. It's fantastic. Take it wherever you go, on your phone, on your iPad, wherever, or KMOX.com, 1120 AM, obviously, and 98.7 FM. Do not take a bite of that burrito. I swear to God, if you, if you eat. I cut it in half. You cut it in half because you're about to eat. No, I wouldn't eat. We're on air. Did I ever tell you about the time real quick? We're going to recap what you missed so far. <laughs> But I was filling in for one of the hockey guys years ago. For one of the hockey guys? Hockey, or how we had a hockey host. Okay. And I had to fill in for him doing a show with Dustin Bufflin. Oh. And Dustin oh, Bufflin. did tell me this. We're at a bar. It, it was a broadcast, live broadcast from a bar. And the dude orders food, which, of course, yeah. he does. You're at a bar. And we're in the middle of the segment, and he just starts eating it. <laughs> and I'm asking him questions. He's like... Yeah, he was a very nice guy. He's like, oh, yeah, 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 you know, whatever. And he's going on and on. And he, he goes, like, five minutes in, he, te- he says, oh, my girlfriend just texted and said, stop eating. I can hear you. <laughs> <laughs> Great stuff. That's unbelievable. All right. So at the beginning of the show today, we talked about the situation at Bar PM, which is the South City Bar and the police cruiser that crashed into it early Monday morning. The St. Louis Police Department says they are not going to release body cam footage. There's no dash cam footage because it's an older cruiser. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't there. Everybody knows about the arrest, the initial arrest of the bar owner and the um, the charge that he assaulted the police officer. Then they went from um, a felony charge to a misdemeanor charge. That's where it is right now. And Amy and I are on the same page on this one, I believe, for the most part, that, look, if there's if there's nothing the officer did wrong, release the body cam footage. Yeah. Let us see it. Because witnesses, the attorney, obviously, of the bar owner, and uh, people who have shot their own camera videos Mm -hmm. say that it did not go down the way the police said it went down. And that's the thing. Let's say just from from the beginning, were there no transgressions or misremembering of how everything went down, you could still release the body cam video out of full transparency and say, see, this is what happened. But no, they're in damage control, which means it's even more important to release the body cam because they've already, the police being they, changed the story. Initially, the report was that the police officer had swerved suddenly to avoid a dog. Then the video came out. The street video security camera showed that there was no dog. And the police changed the story or at least amended it and said actually the police officer was swerving to avoid a parked car. Why did he swerve so suddenly? They went forward and said, well, he was distracted. He was distracted by his car radio. Now, as multiple people, listeners, anyone I've talked to has point, have that pointed out. If you or I suddenly swerved on a road with no other cars around 
and crashed into a building, I would think the very first thing that they would do is a toxicology test. Yeah, I apparently that's not policy. But we had a, a, and by the way, you can watch us on Facebook Live and YouTube at the KMOX channel. Um, we had a comment that said, hey, if I crashed into a business, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure the police would want me to do a, a, a breathalyzer or mm-hmm. something. And yeah, that's that's absolutely true. They most likely would. The first thing would think they would think is that you are probably intoxicated. So Governor Parson is right. They should release whatever they have if they have done nothing wrong. But it just it adds to the distrust that a lot of people have when it comes to police in general. And all something like this does is is exacerbate that yes, and make it worse. We've, as you mentioned, we've gone to bat for the police. I think the city needs more police officers. They are so... They need to be better paid. They need to be better paid. And if you are short-staffed and you're not well-paid and you're in a city where there is going to be a lot of crime and maybe not a lot of support, you're not incentivizing good police officers to come here. You're incentivizing bad cops, potentially, by saying, well, I can just power trip here. That I mean, I'm, who knows? Because if you can be in a safer city like Fenton or Chesterfield or Clayton or whatever. and Because the Clayton police have said, oh, yeah, we poach good cops from the city. Sure. That happens all the time. We offer them more pay and a lot of support. My goodness, at that point, you're almost obligated to switch precincts or departments. But to have the city cops that you're going to bat for and then have one make a mistake, the only thing, or make a bad decision, the only thing worse than a bad cop is covering up for a cop's bad actions. That destroys so much trust. Again, perhaps he didn't do anything wrong as far as arresting the bar owner. Maybe he had been assaulted. Well, if he had been assaulted, you need to release the body cam. Maybe he did do nothing wrong. But I think you have to understand that as an observer looking at the entire situation, it does not look good. It looks terrible. For all of this, it's not chaos yet, but it could get chaotic and confusing. We have to ask, what is the source of it? We have to ask that question. What's the source of it? Have we ever had this before? No. Why haven't we ever had this before? That gets back to the answer to the source. Why? We've been spending five minutes talking about the what. Let's just spend 30 seconds talking about the why. Why? Why are we here? Why is this happening? Why are we enmeshed in all these courts about all these questions? Because the President of the United States decided... Not to allow for the peaceful transfer of power, period. The what Major Garrett is talking about is all of the court cases that uh, former President Trump is currently involved in and the situation with the Colorado Supreme Court, who has said, at least until now, that he cannot be on the ballot because he participated basically, essentially, in insurrection or rebellion um, and part of the 14th Amendment, Section 3. Major also said that he do he does believe that's going to be overturned. I think all of us believe that that is going to be overturned by the Supreme Court, the United States yeah, Supreme Court. I, I don't know, because the more you delve into this, the more you realize just how tenuous it is from either side. Yeah. I, I don't think either oh, side. Oh no, no, yeah. I yeah, think there are very few people that I've seen, Amy, yeah. that are ap- that are unequivocal, absolute. Right. Oh yeah, it's that's what this is. Even the justices very themselves, few. yeah, in Colorado Supreme Court say this is uncharted territory. They had to make some jumps. I read the dissents and what was so interesting is before I read the dissents, my first questions were 
okay, uh, does it matter that Trump wasn't charged, much less convicted of insurrection? But I don't um, think this, th- that's what people are arguing is that it doesn't have to be that. Right. So then another question would be, have we all agreed that it was an insurrection? Like, have we agreed that that's the definition? Another question would be, technicality, is the presidency or the president and officer of the United States? These were the big questions, but none of the dissents had those as big questions. I know Major said there was one dissenter who brought up the insurrection, but really it was about due process because the Supreme Court, they took this case and decided on it technically on their accelerated process, even though it's still two two months, so it wasn't that accelerated. So they didn't get any of their own independent evidence or subpoena anyone. They used the evidence from the video on January 6th. So there is there a due process question? And then... The other argument is, well, this is Colorado state law and the Supreme Court isn't ruling on state law. So I, honest to goodness, have no idea which way this is going to go. On the driving side, uh, of course, you know, using the time now before you leave, just make sure your vehicle is ready. The easiest thing you can do at home, check your tire pressure. Uh, Most vehicles have the the tire pressure recommended uh, from the manufacturers, either on the door well or maybe inside the glove box. Uh, people don't, you know, realize that underinflated tires, how much of an impact that can have on fuel economy. So if you're talking about wanting to save money, uh, make sure your tires are properly inflated. Yeah, that's Nick Chaberia, spokesperson for AAA Missouri. This is a heavy travel season mm-hmm. starting today, really. supposed Today is supposed to be, the estimation, the heaviest air travel day of the year as people are going uh, wherever they're going, the destinations for Christmas Day, which is on Monday. So... Um, it seems like the the tips every year are about the same. Leave yourself a lot of time. Don't rush, especially if you're going to the airport. Two hours to the airport um, before your flight's supposed to depart. Mm-hmm. Three hours if you're going overseas. Just leave yourself a lot of time and check your tire pressure have if you're you, driving. Have you ever flown on Christmas Day or New Year's At, Day? Uh, Christmas Day. I really? Have. It's easy as hell. Because no one's no flying. No one's Christmas flying. Day. Everybody's already where they need to be. Why were you flying on Christmas Day? I was coming flying home from Chicago. Hmm. I, had, I think I had to work Christmas Eve, and so I couldn't fly that day, and so I just I left Christmas Day. Hmm. We also have a poll that we need oh, you to this is very voice important. your opinion on this poll at Chris Amy KMOX. You have to follow us on Twitter yes. at Chris Amy KMOX, and then you can vote in the poll. And the poll asks the question: When you have throw away trash when you have trash do you throw it into a proper trash bin or do you have like a plastic schnooks or deerberg's bag that you hang on the doorknob of a closet or pantry and then you put the trash in that plastic bag would you like to guess what amy does yes this is what you do. You put it on the doorknob, but you put it on the inside of the doorknob so that it's not an eyesore. Because, listen, my my apartment is, I don't know, 50 square feet. It's very small. I don't want to waste four square feet or three square feet on a trash can. And it's just me. I'm the only one making trash. So I take the schnooks bag, which, by the way, reduce, reuse, recycle. I take the schnooks bag. I put it on the doorknob of, like, a closet then you put the trash in there. The only thing is, it's kind of a pain because you do have to hit the bag to swing it. Yeah. So when you shut the door, you don't close the door on the trash bag. The texters have ideas on this. 314-436-7900. This one says, I'm not voting, but is Amy a college boy? Get a trash can. A college boy. 
I mean, really, that is that is like college bachelor behavior. I know. What you're doing. And if you were to open my fridge, do you know what's in there? Like two Bud Lights and some ketchup. It's awful. I'm such a bachelor. Not Dude. anymore, though. This texter says that's psychotic. What? It's not yeah. psychotic. It is kind of psychotic. It's reduce, reuse, recycle. Uh, a texter says, get over it, Ronge. Many of us do the same thing with Walmart bags. <laughs> There you go. What's wrong with all of you then? You're all wrong. Mm. Grow up. Another texter from a 618. You go, Amy. I use my schnooks bags. I put my garbage in a McDonald's cup first <laughs> and then into the schnooks bag. Wow. That's <laughs> wow. little garbage. That's, like very, That's very specific. And then also, so you guys can text in if you agree with me. But if you really want to be high class, and this happens every now and then, you go to Whole Foods oh. and you get a paper bag. Oh. And once you have that stand-up paper bag, oh my gosh, it's like it, you living put it the right, high life. I did that when you I put had it right by the counter. Two roommates in yep. Chicago, and the two of us would do it all the time because it really irritated the third roommate. He hated it, and every day would say, "Hey, look, Greg, got a new trash bag," and yeah. we just dropped the paper standing freestanding. Oh my bag. gosh, it was oh. so much, and it's such he a was relief. So mad. Yeah, it feels like a luxury because you're not slapping the trash bag and swinging it so you can close the closet door. <laughs> like, it feels like a luxury to have the Whole Foods bag. Oh, my gosh. Uh, we also spoke to Matt Pauley in our Cardinals report today, brought to you by Renner Garage Door, R-E-N-N-E-R, forward and back, family-owned and top-rated, RennerDoorSTL.com. And we discussed the Cardinals' moves up until this point and how the team right now seems to feel pretty comfortable about where they are in terms of pitching, though you could still see a minor addition. Mm-hmm. Matt doesn't believe a major acquisition is going to happen, aside from what they've already done during the offseason, unless Yamamoto's involved, which also seems like kind of a long shot. But it'll be it'll be interesting to see what they do. That'll be very, very curious. I don't know. I mean, we're it, it's weird because you get to Christmas, then the new year, and then in like a month, spring training happens. That's weird. It's also weird. I feel like the MLS season just ended. I know for STL City SC, it was a little bit ago. But I mean, they just had the championship game and the regular season schedule was released. It's already out. It starts in February. Unbelievable. MLS has to be the longest season. It feels longer even than hockey, which is nine months if you count the playoffs. Yeah, the 2024 regular season schedule was released right after the show yesterday, um, actually. And they are going to get started. February 24th will be their first game. And then they then they uh, really get going in March. They got five games in March and off and running. Hmm. So, wow. How about Just that? Just like that. It's a home game, too. Home we, game, too. February 24th. Are we talking about the economy next? Do you want to? I think Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did we should if people feel we should have people text in 314-436-7900 do you feel like the economy is good or bad and tell us why and tell us why that's it good that's it. bad tell us why yeah or 
you can uh, leave us a voicemail, but do it quickly. 314-944-1120. Yes or no, is the economy good or bad? And tell us why you think it is one of those things. And again, text or call 314-436-7900. Chris and Amy on KMOX. It's happening, baby. It's Christmas season. I love this song. So uh, the economy is always a story now. People are still shopping. People are getting their Christmas gifts ready to go. Um, If they've not done it, I told you, and we talk about this all the time, I love to go on Christmas Eve Mm -hmm. to the stores and buy gifts like when it's everything's closing at five o'clock. I yeah. like to be in there at four fifteen, I trying hope. to figure out what I'm getting for usually my cousin. Okay, I was gonna say is that he's when you the buy last Pam? person I think is of. that when you buy yeah. Pam's gift? Oh no no that's that's no. Pam no. is his mother. Listen, but when it comes to my cousin, I wait as long as possible. Is that because he's the family member you like the least? No 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 no. I don't have one of those. Everybody's <laughs> equal. <laughs> So I know my favorite, Ranji. My favorite Ranji is Pam. Well, that's the only one you know. I know two. I know you. Oh yeah, yeah. You like her better than me. Obviously. I will throw you into the. Lake. I feel like Ranji's your first name, so it's really weird. Is that your mom's name, Pam Ranji? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it seems not right. It's actually not. We gave her a different last name. <sighs> She's in witness protection. Yeah. Okay. So this has been an interesting thing to me because we have been talking about the economy for years. Well, we talk about all the time, but especially post COVID, that's all we discussed because people were having a difficult time recovering. Prices of everything started to go through the roof. The inflation was high, and then the Fed adjusting and. Um, raising interest rates, continually doing so to try and cool inflation, which did have effect, but other things had effect as well. It's not all one thing that is that has kind of gotten us gotten us into mm-hmm. what a lot of people are considering to be that soft landing we were looking for. But people still think, even though to this point we have avoided a recession, and it looks like we are going to now. Of course, anything can change. But why do people still think the economy is bad when the economy is not bad? It is actually robust right now and doing well. And we are recovering better than almost every country in the world aside from us. And and unemployment is low. And unemployment like, is very, know, very low. That would be a major indicator of, of economic when, low. When wages are up, unemployment is low. Why? And, and the economy is moving. Things are being bought. Um, the Mm -hmm. stock market is doing really, really well, hit a high, you know, last week. Uh, why do people think the economy is bad? The Atlantic did a piece on this and they surveyed people and it really comes down to one thing, grocery prices. Yep. Because things are expensive at the grocery store more than they were before. And they go and they see that. And despite the fact they probably are making more money now than they did three, four years ago. They see that there's been an incremental increase in a lot of prices of different things, Mm -hmm. you know, milk, eggs, whatever. Under the guise or under the mantle of scarcity, production, pandemic. Hey, the pandemic's over. I mean, I know COVID's still around, but the pandemic as we knew it in 2020 and 2021 is over. Yeah. And prices are still high with groceries. And guess what? They're going to stay that way. Yeah. 
grocery prices are never going down again. What we've what we had in 2019 is over. Yeah, We're never going it, back to that. We'll pay a, we'll pay however many you know eight dollars seven dollars for eggs. We'll pay for those groceries. So once companies have made have figured out, wait a minute, our sales haven't gone down, or even if they've gone down, we've made up for it with higher prices. Why would we lower prices? Guess who? Literally, that was the headline in the Wall Street Journal for Starbucks. They increased their prices across the board. They saw mm-hmm. record profits yep. because they increased prices. It was as simple as that. And and why did they increase prices? Because people bought. People are still buying. And we've had a lot of people who we'll, we'll get to some of your, your thoughts on this mm-hmm. um, when we come back. But you're welcome to text in or call in 314-436-7900. Your thoughts on the economy. But a lot of people do have those ideas and the exact same stuff that we're talking about here with prices. And that is what this is all about. It's Chris and Amy on KMOX. Who did you say this was? Is this a kid? I don't know, man. Sounds young. Jimmy Boyd, maybe? Who's Jimmy Boyd? Yeah, who's The one who was singing that song? Are you sure? I'm guessing. Okay. Oh, it probably, from the looks of it, it's young Kevin Wheeler. (laughs) What? What? Jimmy Boyd? That's even better. Oh, my God. You're right. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. Who is this person? A singer, actor? Let's see. Uh, I don't recognize any of these. Bachelor father, high time, date with the angels, racing blood. These are all movies from the 50s and 60s. So Jimmy Boyd, the voice you just heard. Well, we think. We think that was Jimmy Boyd. I'm checking on this now. All right. Oh, no, that's him. That's right. It's right because it's right there in his Wikipedia. 1952 recording, I Saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus. Let me tell you something. It's it. Can I tell you a thing about Mm -hmm. that song? Mm -hmm. I don't like it to begin with. And maybe this is unpopular. I despise the Jackson 5 version. I hate it so much. This is why we have a show. I hate it. And I like the Jackson 5 a lot. Bad. Every time it comes on, you have to turn it off. It's banned. It's banned in our house. It's just so bad. What was the. They have two. They have two. Christmas songs that play all the time. Hey, I saw mommy kissing Santa Claus. (laughs) Doesn't he talk first? I saw mommy kissing. I did. I did. Yeah, yeah. I think it's like, I did see him. And it's like, whenever there's conversation in songs, I don't like it. Oh. Oh, Santa Claus is coming to town. That's the other one. That's the other one. This one is better. No, it's still not. It's 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 better, but the... The version like, we were talking about. It doesn't make any sense because Michael Jackson is so talented. He's one of, I would say like he is, if if you're looking at the best performers ever, but I don't like talking in songs and I don't like that song. So the fact that there's talking of him going, I saw her, I did, I did, I saw her. It's the high pitch thing. I it's, so. it, it's just not, it's so not good. It's I, not good. I despise it. Despise well, it. that's why. I mean, this wasn't this other song. I don't know if it was as high pitched, but it's just a little off putting. Jimmy Boyd. Is that his name? Jimmy Boyd. Yeah. We don't need to hear that one again. (laughs) So. (laughs) But it is the Jackson five. I saw Mama kissing Santa Claus and Santa Claus is coming to town. Not good. We asked the question, Amy. And you like the Jackson 5. I do like the Jackson 5. It doesn't make any sense that those songs are so bad. I don't know what they're doing. We asked the question. Uh, Do you think the economy is going well? 
And by all measures that we typically use to measure the economy, it is objectively doing well. Even though people think it is not doing well, the numbers of people are, the vast majority of people think the economy is not good right now. But it's just not true. And the story from The Atlantic, they did a poll. And they found that the reason was there was one big one, and it was that grocery prices are high. That gas is really not extraordinarily high anymore. Um, Some of these other things are not. Inflation is down, uh, obviously. And it's all about the the prices of things you see when you go to the grocery store. So we asked you, 314-436-7900. This texter says, the economy is working well. These actually are back-to-back texts. The economy is working well for the 1%, like always. Where is our universal health care? That's, I think, a good question. I am on board with that. I don't think everybody is, but I am. Um, Another texter says, I think the economy is doing fine. You don't hear the rich people complaining because the stock market is through the roof. And that's true. That's one of the measures we use for economy. Not everybody plays in the stock market, though. Not, I mean, most yeah. a lot of us have 401ks directly tied into the stock market, but not everybody is involved. And I, this is the point of parliament. I know it's not the point, but also, you know, what's the definition of rich? Because everything, money's always relative and people can say like, oh, if you live in Chesterfield, you're rich. If you live in Fenton, you're rich. Because there's always a town right above you and below you as far as socioeconomics. You could say that, yeah, a lot of people in Chesterfield are doing fine, but they're still feeling the pinch of groceries, right? It's, Do you know what I mean? So like, well, are we, when we say rich, are we talking about no, no, the ex- I think, I exceedingly think, rich? Yeah, I think maybe you take exception to that comment a little too much because I what people are talking about when they think somebody is doing well, when mm-hmm. somebody, who, somebody who is poorer mm-hmm. looks up and says, okay, that person is doing well, what they're saying is, they don't live paycheck to paycheck. I live paycheck to paycheck. I can't wait for the next check to come in because I'm, it feels tight and I'm getting nervous and I need to pay for some things. That's what the vast majority of people in the country say they deal with, that they are sure. paycheck to paycheck. But I guess the reason why I take exception is because it kind of implies that you're not feeling the pinch of groceries if you don't live paycheck to paycheck. And that's just not true. If well, you've no, got no. kids, you're paying for school. You're, I would say, too, especially with the way college loans are set up, if you're kind of in the middle where you're not, you can put food on the table, but you can't afford $200,000 for college. That's where college really hits those people as well. Well, yeah, of course. But then the argument would be, well, don't send your kids to college. You don't have to do that. There are other things they can do or they can go to community college, which is a whole lot cheaper. And then after a couple of years, go yeah. to a four year university. You see what I'm saying, though? Like if you're if you're this low on the tax bracket, it's free. If you're this high, doesn't matter. You can pay for it. It's kind of in the middle. That's the people who feel a lot of the pinch. I understand that. But again, I think we're talking about people worried about paying rent or not or buying groceries or not. Not some of these other things that you have to pay. Uh, Health insurance, your medical bills or um, drugs that you may need, medicines that you need. I think that's what, what a typical person, when they're talking about that, that's what they're saying is like, I'm living, well, I'm literally waiting for the next paycheck because I can't get by thing. without it. Like in previous years too, like leading up right to this year, um, it's just been me and I make enough to be fine with, for me, 
I couldn't support a family, but I, I, you know, I can put a little bit into savings or whatever, but I couldn't support a family. So it's like, am I living paycheck to paycheck? Well, maybe not. I don't, you know, I don't think so because I can pay my rent, but I couldn't support kids. And when the grocery bills go up, it's like, man, I've, so I've got stuff to do, but I'm not thing. living paycheck to paycheck. Right. If you had kids, you would be. Right. But I guess that's my if point, If you had kids and, and only one income, you would be. But there are people, I mean, I know we're, we're, I'm just saying, I don't like broad, I don't like broad language. I don't know why you find it offensive. Well, it's really not an offensive thing. there's a lot of people who, th- who also maybe have two kids, but if they had three, they'd be living paycheck to paycheck. Well, so they've made a decision to not have more kids sure, just so like they you don't live a, paycheck to paycheck. Just like you made a decision to send your kids That's to college. That's an economically driven decision. So I would say with, those are the people who are not saying the economy is great for me. They're not saying the economy is great for them. Well, no, but the, the, then again, it's the same thing. If you, you're saying if you can't send your kid to a two hundred thousand dollar a well, year you know, you know what I'm university, saying is like, right? Like that's those... a, that's also a choice. You don't have to. Okay. Anyway, I will just say when when we're looking at inflation, the cost of groceries, it's hitting people who pay, live paycheck to paycheck hard. It's also hitting people hard who don't live paycheck to paycheck. It's hitting a lot of people. The the question is, can you handle it? And and that's what I think people on the lower end, what they what they try to get everyone else to understand is that when you are on that end where you are literally having to make a decision, okay, do I do I buy my medication this week or do I, um, you know, buy food? What do I do or do I do I take less medication just so I can ration it out? That's what they're talking about. Whereas, yeah, no one's saying that the upper middle class are not feeling a pinch. Of course you're feeling a pinch, but it's about can you still be a little – do you have breathing room? Do you have a little bit of breathing room? And I understand the idea behind prices. Everything is more expensive, but the wages are up. It's not true for everybody, and I fully get that. Individually speaking, you might be listening thinking, well, hell, my pay hasn't gone up. Mm-hmm. And that's true for a lot of people. Think well, But that's going to be true three years from now, and it's going to be true six years from now, and it's going to be true 15 years from now, because that's the way our economy always is. It was true in 2019. The economy has been going up since the 08 recession. And of course, we had the pandemic, which crashed everything, and you can't blame, you know, the, the President Trump for the for, for covid Uh, Because that was a worldwide thing, just like inflation now is a worldwide thing. I think what people don't, they they tend to blame whoever's in office at the time Mm -hmm. for the economy being bad, which is a lot of times not really fair. Okay. Uh, I'm going back to the sticking point why I say like you can't use too broad of a brushstroke here. So according to the USDA last year, just over 12% of U.S. households were food insecure or quote-unquote struggled to put food on the table. That's a lot, but it also means 88% technically didn't fall under the food insecure struggling to put food on the table at times. But I would say it's not just 12% of Americans who are feeling the pinch on their wallets because of inflation. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, they're paying more than they had to. Everybody's paying more than they had to. And it, but it can it, it does affect other decisions. It can affect quality of life. And like you said, you might be making other decisions. But I just think that the higher food prices are affecting, to a greater extent, more than 12% of U.S. households. So then the question is this. 
is the economy bad because of it? And the answer is no. It's not. It's not. Just because prices are higher? Well, guess why prices are higher? It ain't the president. Mm-hmm. It's because companies have said, how much can we get away with? Yeah. And if you stop buying things, they will stop charging you that much. But people are still buying. These things are still getting purchased. Eggs are still being mm-hmm. bought. Bread still being bought. All of these things are still being purchased. That's why the prices are so high, and, because they can get away with it. And again, we talked about unemployment being low. That would typically, high unemployment would be an indicator of, a, of an economy that's in the doldrums. Also, housing prices, housing prices have gone up a whole lot. But two-thirds of Americans already own, already own their homes, so yep. they're, they've gotten wealthier because yep. the value of their home has gone up. For like people who are younger and are trying to buy their first home, I have a lot of people in that camp. It looks almost impossible at times. John is in a car. We've talked to 17 Johns today. Yeah. John in a car. What's up, John? Uh, just had a response. You know, I own a pool, and I used to be able to buy a tub of chlorine for $50. Now it's $150. I asked the guy when I went and bought it, we still got a supply chain issue. And he said, no, you paid that much last year. They're never going to bring it down. Exactly. Yep. So that's that's exactly the point I yep. made earlier. Whatever you, whatever things cost in 2019, we're never going back to that. Once businesses realize that you will still pay for This is the same argument I make with uh, baseball teams. You know, people talk about how tickets are way too expensive. I don't. I can't go to a baseball game anymore. It's too much for me. Well, stop buying tickets. Stop buying tickets, and the prices will go down because it's all supply and demand. The moment a company realizes you'll pay a certain okay. price, they're going to keep charging you that price. I, I believe it to some point, but there will always be companies because man, oh man, when you try to go to a Blues game and the Blues are terrible and they are not selling out, and those lower bowl seats are still a hundred and forty dollars. I, st- I mean, I'm not buying them. I'm not. It's it's too expensive. But there must be companies buying up season tickets because they keep the prices at that rate. Yep, that's that's what it is. Because I, I don't know anybody who just, I mean, I shouldn't say I don't know anybody. I know a lot of people who go on business tickets, but not many people go, hey, want to go to the Blues game? A regular season Blues game, $175 a pop for lower bowl. That's yeah unbelievable it is that's so high all the team cares about is the ticket sold that's all they care about and that's true for all teams and all sports in every city in the country is the ticket Mm -hmm. getting sold they don't care how it's getting sold that's why the economy is doing well because things are still being bought that's Amy Marks Cores. I'm Chris Ranji. You've got the number to join us, 314-436-7900. Chris and Amy on KMOX. So this is Christmas. You're waiting for Yoko, aren't you? No, Yoko's not in this. Well, did you ever see... This song slaps. Uh, it, oh, my, I was about to say it's a banger. I mean, even not at Christmas, this song slaps. It Although really I'm a huge John Lennon And by the fan. way, the, the word is still cool because we're using it, not news anchors. What, like I said it's yesterday, not, once a cool. news anchor gets a hold of a um, millennial Gen Z, Gen Alpha word, then it dies. Dude, Gen Alpha's not even using Bussin anymore. Bussin's what old people use. Oh, come on. Literally. I old had, people do not use Bussin. Mm, uh, they said so, their dad used it. Have you seen the video? For whatever reason, it's been circulating. I, I do like social media for this because old stuff circulates for no reason. And it's the video of Lennon. Mm-hmm. singing with Chuck Berry um, on some show, and Yoko is there in the background. Oh, yeah. 
And I actually like Yoko Ono as a person. She seems pretty funny and kind of aware of herself. I, did, I didn't mind until that Beatles special on Disney where she was just sitting there. I'm talking about older Yoko. Okay. She's, she's, yeah, she's... I, I don't mind older Yoko. But yes, the on Get Back when she's next oh on his gosh. lap the entire, go away, lady. You I mean, don't need to be there for the entire it, recording session. Would it be if you're watching, you know, an HBO series documentary on like the Yankees when they were a dynasty or the Islanders and one of the wives is just in the locker room sitting there the whole time? The, it would be it, so weird. Do you remember about 10 years ago, the Adam LaRoche thing? And it became a national story. I believe he was on either Good Morning America or they were talking about it on like Good Morning America Today show. Because there was a disagreement, and Adam LaRoche was a baseball player, mm-hmm. uh, played for multiple teams. He was with the White Sox when this happened. And the agreement that he reached with the team when he joined the team was, my, my son, Adam, gets to be in the clubhouse. And they said, yeah, sure, he can do that. When they made the agreement, they were thinking, you know, every now and then. Right. The kid was there every day. Okay, every that, day. That also just seems like not an appropriate and, place for a young kid. And he was indignant about it. Like, what do you mean? I'm just having my kid come to me with work. Who brings their kid no. to work every day, dude? And it right. became a national discussion outside of sports. People were talking about it like, is it okay to bring your kid to work every day? And the answer is, unless no. you work with him, absolutely not. <laughs> unless you work with him, no. But also that... A locker room full of like men, professional athletes, I don't think would be a great place for a young kid, regardless of if they're okay with it. He made the comment, he'll learn more here than he will in school. Like, come on, you loser. He's not going to learn math. I can tell you that. He's not really a loser. He seems like a nice guy, but what the hell are we doing here? And so some of the players complained and. I would too. I just. It was a. And I'm a huge family person, but you can't. Every day? No. Come on, guy. Come on, guy. Get a baby. Yeah. It wasn't even that old. Get a, get a babysitter. I would um, also, again, I can't stress enough, the locker room. I would rather bring a kid to a corporate environment than a locker room because a lot's being said there. So back to the Yoko Ono, mm-hmm. John Lennon, Chuck Berry. The video is they're performing. can't remember what song. Uh, might be Johnny Be Good. I don't know. And Yoko's there with a microphone, and she steps up to it, and she starts. <laughs> they're singing. They're yeah. singing the lyrics to this song. And she just starts going, ah, 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 like that. And you see Chuck's eyes like, what the hell is that? (laughs) And the very next time she steps up to the mic to do it again, they just turned her mic off. Really? Because it was so bad. When did she do that? Remember when she made a song that was like that? That was, I don't know what she was trying to do. It was awful. That's so bizarre. Very bizarre. You know, at the World Chess Hall of Fame, which is here in the Central West End. I know. I I think they always have it. Yes. Okay. Well, I think they always have it, but what? You guys get that reference? Yeah, I get it now. Oh, my gosh. Dave and Tyler got it right (laughs) away. Yeah, I did not get it right away. Uh, They have Yoko Ono's chessboard that she had commissioned and made. Well, no, here's the thing. All the pieces are white, like all of them, both sides, because she said it was supposed to engender trust and like it was an art, an artistic statement. That you would play chess and then have trust because all of the pieces are the same color. If you say so. I just think it would be hard to remember. I'm like, I don't even know if I trust you. I just don't remember. That's why when you play basketball, you got to go shirts and skins. I used to suggest skins and skins. (laughs) Top half, bottom half. (laughs) 
<laughs> that would be kind of funny. We did. We you did. You take have, your shirts off. We'll take off our pants. <laughs> we did have a big Thanksgiving soccer game. There were like fifty people there, and we played. Um, it was the equivalent of shirts and skins, but it was cold out, so we played ankle no ankle. So everyone just like oh rolled God. up, rolled up their pants, and so you either had to, and then pants came down, and I mean not the pants, but the rolled part. Texter says uh, it was the Mike Douglas show back in the early 70s where that Chuck Berry, John wow. Lennon, Yoko Ono Better appearance happened. or worse than the Bing Crosby, David Bowie. That is amazing. <laughs> oh, my God. We're playing that one tomorrow. You got it in, Dave? I'll find it. I'll, I, I know oh, the song you're talking about. It's a great one. That's a piece on earth, little drummer boy. Yeah. What a great You know what this new version. mom needs? A sick drum solo. The show is on the app, the Odyssey app. Download it and listen to us later if you haven't done it already. We'll be back with you tomorrow at 10 o'clock. It's the Chris and Amy show on KMOX. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.